police chiefs, right? Yeah. So, so now victims of revenge porn are, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they, I think they have, uh, if, if they request the website to, uh, take down, you know, that, that, that would be that nice. Footage. Yeah, especially if you have a daughter who may be, uh, featured on that website. You don't yeah. want your pals calling you up and saying, Hey, guess who I saw without <laughs> their clothes on? Yeah. Yeah, not, that, that's not a good phone call to get. What about synthetic cannabinoids? You know, you you can't buy that Spicer K two anymore, Paul. Okay, I tell you what, it's going to be bits banned now. K two stuff is nasty, man. And I have seen some kids just uh, kids die using the Wait, stuff. You don't like smoking rat poison? Uh, no, and they die. I had a worked a case a couple of years ago. A kid uh, took a header out thirty six floor. Yeah, it's no joke. Uh, yeah, it's condo, no joke man. I mean, just open the screen door, the sliding glass door. Got a running start and swan dived off the 37th floor. Yeah. K2. Bad stuff. Don't use it, kids. Okay? Get get the real dope, right? Yeah. The green leafy substance stuff. Nothing beats the, the real dope. Exactly. The real dope. None of this K2 chemical rat poisoning, you know. You, so you don't want to take that stuff. It's bad for you. You may have to pay a premium price, but hey, it's good stuff. It's better than rat poison. Absolutely. Right? Hey, even, this if, is, even if you get it for free, it's better than rat poison. Exactly. This is one of your favorites related to Illinois hunters. You know, you're allowed to wear pink now. Oh, how you nice. don't have to That's wear sweet. that disgusting looking bright, you know, uh, standard orange. You could go to a bright just, blaze pink. Just when I was getting used to the orange. Mm-hmm. You can still wear orange. It's optional, wear, yeah, right? It's optional. Yeah. Pink's optional. Mm-hmm. I want to see the first guy in hunting pink. I, I really do. It's, yeah, it's. <laughs> Female hunter could get away with that. It's, uh, I guess it's geared toward, I mean, I'm not a hunter myself, but right. I mean. You're a lover, I know. I'm not a hunter. You don't kill anything. No, I don't kill, <laughs> I don't kill a damn thing. I just tickle them to death. That's right. Um, so it's related to visibility, correct? If you're out, you know, looking for Bambi and uh, you've got multiple hunters uh, in the area, they're, uh, you, it, you're going to get a spot of pink blazer as opposed to an orange blazer. Uh, I and I don't know. I don't. We usually don't have a, too much of a problem with hunters shooting other hunters. That's more of a Wisconsin issue, or a vice presidential issue. Well, I think maybe he was aiming. That was pheasant hunting, and those accidents happened pheasant hunting. You had a lot of people in a, in a relatively small space, and the birds all jump at once, and everyone throws that twelve gauge up there, and they're all shooting silly willy. And once in a while, you're going to catch a few pellets. <laughs> Hopefully, they're more than number four. Variety and not the double lot buck kind. So those are the pink, uh, pink won't help in them. Pink in won't them. help. No, nah, pink doesn't help then. No, no. In, no. in fact, you're not required to wear that when you're pheasant hunting or bird hunting. No yeah. pink or orange or red or anything but camel, babe. Yeah. And if you're ever in the military, you're sick of camel. I can tell you, if I never see another camel clothing article, it, it won't be too soon. <laughs> and I, another one of my favorites for all uh, you. Um, <clears throat> Uh, popo peeps who have kids, if they're under two, they got to wear rear-facing child car seats. Uh, I'm you down know? with the car seats. That's right? not intrusive. That's safety. It saves lives. Especially, you know, man, when you hit them brakes, <clears throat> some little kids turn into missiles if they're not That's buckled right. in. And uh, whiplash, neck injuries, brain damage, all kinds of bad things happen. So, Buckle, you should have been doing this without government having to step in and tell you to do it. That's right. So, folks, those are the one of the most, uh, some of the most interesting uh, new state laws to a hit 2019 in Illinois. And from there, Paul, where are we going next? Well, hey, we could talk about guns a little bit. We're still talking about guns in Chicago. The police recover the first illegal gun two minutes into 2019. I think they beat the first baby. That was way too long. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? 
They, made, they yeah. made that pinch at about 11.58, and they, they held off calling it in for four minutes. They had a big press conference, because it's a big deal in <laughs> Chicago. I mean... <laughs> I mean, look at us. Two minutes in, we got our first illegal gun of the year. Yeah, the first baby in Illinois or Chicago. That wasn't televised, but the first gun. The first uh, gun got televised. Uh, Smith and Wesson 9 mil. Yes. <laughs> Big old picture. Everyone's showing it off. Su- superintendent show for that press conference? Yeah. Yeah. Man, come on. Superintendent don't need to be at a gun confiscation. No, just one gun. Maybe two hundred guns. He went. He want to show up. Maybe if, if a whole cachet of a uh, of a uh, yeah, like a whole gun store display. Or exactly. Something. Yeah. One one little Smitty. You know, we're well, gonna jump on that. Well, a tag. Well, it was. They got it during a during a uh, traffic stop. Not a traffic stop. A street stop. A tag team in the third district. Uh, they rolled upon these guys. Yeah, they were double you. parked. Hey, <laughs> double parked. Hey, that's probable cause, right? That probable cause. Yeah, let's. let's uh, what do you guys got in that car? What's got in there? Guy jumps out and they get him later. Whoops. First felony arrest of the year? First felony arrest of the year. First gun of the year. Happy it's ending a, over there on the a, south side. It's a great twofer. If we, if we could stop right now, we'd be way ahead of the game. Can we roll into 2020? So at this pace, we're going to hit how many guns? Well, if yeah. you're getting one every two minutes, we're going to get a lot. I can't add that quickly. Here you fast. go, Paul. Thanks for getting us started on the Popo Report. When we come back, we've got a whole new... Uh, Whole new batch to get to. Interesting, uh, got interesting lineup. Got an alderman that went bad on us. You got it. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WLS AM 8 night. Ah, uh, we're back. Popo Report. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino. WLS 890 AM in Chicago, Saturday night. Nice evening. Fun time. We're back. 2019. Just tickled to death to be here. We're back to the same old, same old sort of, aren't we, Lope? Just about. Yeah, what happened? We had a 12-year-old shot right after the New Year started, and a woman gets wounded in South Austin in a rifle. We don't like rifle shootings. Rifles mean what? Big bullets, okay? Usually very bad. A lot of damage, right? Yes, you better believe it, man. You're lucky to survive in rifle shots. Unless it's a twenty two, then you get a good shot, but never good. But, uh... They didn't get killed. The first the kid was shot at 12.10, 10 minutes after the hour, into the new year. I mean, out of the second story uh, window, he was just looking out and he gets shot in his hand. I mean, <laughs> what kind of an errant bullet is that? Well, that's an errant bullet. That's shooting with your eyes closed with the gun tipped, you know, down, just busting caps. Could have been a celebration. Celebration, yeah. yeah celebratory. Uh, uh, it wasn't yeah. shooting very high. I mean, what, what are we up, 13, 14 feet off the ground on the second floor? Yeah. And why has he got his hand hanging out the window? I mean, you know, you what's live in doing? Austin, what's you doing? might know better. What's he doing up at, uh, after midnight, uh, hey, a 12-year-old hey, look, boy? Look, look, he didn't go to bed at 7.30, like some people we know. I was in bed at 9. <laughs> okay. I was down and out he, at 9 o'clock. He was o'clock. celebrating the new year. He was probably watching a little Netflix, okay? Yeah. Right? Just make sure you don't look out your window. But he got like shot that. in the hand. Yeah. Hopefully it wasn't his writing hand. It won't affect his penmanship, although... Do we even worry about penmanship anymore? Is that an issue in school? I think cursive is coming back. Cursive's out, I heard. No, it's coming back. It should come back. Yeah. Because, you know, you're not always going to have the little, uh, you know, computer, iPhone. Key- keyboard. No. Yeah, yeah. You, you need to learn how to write in, in the world, okay? It's, it's good It's good for the brain. It's good for the mind to it makes uh, you think a little bit. learn more. how to cursive, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, so, hey, how did we end off the year? I think we had about... Uh, let's see, five sixty one homicides. Yeah, that's yeah, ninety nine short of last year's total. Yeah, fifteen percent decline, and in uh, yeah. in shootings in general. 
Yeah, it's fifteen percent decline. I, I, I think it, horrible numbers uh, totally, but I mean, all in all, if it's down, it's down, and it's down substantially. Uh, hey, the only one beefing about that number are the funeral directors. Okay, they're ticked because that's a hundred less bodies for them to put in the ground. All right, but everybody else probably pretty happy with that stat. Yeah. Superintendent, mayor, alderman. The, the the victims who are usually on the receiving end of this stuff. Yeah, the politicians are 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 glad for a downward trend and uh, homicides and shootings yeah, in the well, big city. I mean, most of especially these people in election season, are young people, right? right. And, and the occasional old person who catches the stray bullet or domestic or something. But I mean, hundred less shootings. That's a lot of. That's a good number, man. That's I'm, a good I'm, number. That's impressive. But only in Chicago. See, we heard about the first shooting victim. Our but standards we do, are low, bro. But we do. But but you know what? We do hear about the second shooting victim, which happened uh, not too, about two a.m. The second well, person was shot. Well, another, oh, well over an hour, which is pretty. That's very restrained for our city. Yeah, thirty-five-year-old man. He was just walking on the sidewalk. You know what? Man? It was pretty cold. He was shot in his left foot, though. So we have we have a kid that was shot in his hand, and this guy on was shot in his floor. left foot. And the other guy walking, walking on, on the street. He's street level. Terrible, sh- terrible shooters. Thank, thank, thank God. Yeah. Yes, thank God. Yes, because if they're good shots, we have two bodies. We got some flesh wounds, some little fleshy wounds, foot, <laughs> hand. If you got to get hit, not a bad place to get hit. But not to be outdone within that within that two hour span yeah. from midnight till two, uh-huh. an unmarked police uh, <laughs> SUV was shot up. I mean, they no. shot out their back window. Yeah. on purpose or another stray bullet. <laughs> I'm sure it was a little bit of both. <laughs> let's, so. let's shoot the police. Never a good idea in this town. Oh my God, no! That's let's that's, shoot back in this town. You shoot you you drive a car near home. You get up in their grill, you grab them, you might get shot by the popo here. You shoot their car, you're definitely going to get shot. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a little bit too close for comfort, but yeah. It's, I mean, you know. It's a usual evening in Chicago. Look, we got the popo minding their own business, right? Just riding on patrol, not doing anything, not being mean, aggressive, yelling at people, shagging them off the corner. Just, just get their back window lit up. Yeah, you know, as a famous man once said, as Father Time passed out his duty to the baby New Year, bullets continue to spill blood and claim lives in the big city. <laughs> Who was that famous man? I think it was uh, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg? Yeah. Is that a song? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was in a song. We have to get that, Brett. We're going to have to play some Snoop Dogg on, on the Popo Report. Yeah, so uh, from uh, back out, uh, we had a little domestic going on Ooh, involving an alderman. Oh, this was a big domestic. It's yeah. it's a little when your name isn't mentioned prominently in the paper. Oh, yeah. This is, I mean, people got a hold of this one. Ricardo Munoz. Oh, Ricardo. What did Ricardo do? He slapped around his wife, allegedly. Yeah, well, that's what she says. What's he say? Like, I'll tell you what he says. I drink a lot, but only in the afternoon and evening. Oh, that was the best line. That was the best line. <laughs> never in the mornings, right. never in the afternoons, no. but always in the evenings. Yes. Well, <laughs> you know... Often uh, a domestic situation is not great. You might drink a little bit more than an average Joe, right? Yeah, no. And I mean. uh, she called nine one one, and he 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 lit out of there. Right? He was not waiting for the popo to get there. That's that, that's usually the case. You never want to stick around for the popo to never come. Never a good in. idea, right? No, because no, no. you're going to go to jail. You're going to be in handcuffs. You get marched out, frog marched out the front door. Not fun. Maybe she'll maybe she'll uh, decline to uh, seek prosecution or get a warrant. But not in this case. I guess the next morning, they oh, went yeah. to his office 
Yes, yes. And she got an order of protection too. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. He's in for he's in for a long uh year. So it doesn't sound like it's uh you know, a, a one-shot kind of, you know, I lost my head, I lost my cool, and I, I slapped my wife around. I think this has uh, been boiling over for a long time. I'm thinking these two don't like each other too much anymore. Yeah, I think they're going to be visiting a, a family law attorney pretty soon. Oh, yeah. I bet, I bet she was there right after she filed the order of protection, or if not on, you know, New Year's Eve. Yeah, well, he's, I mean, he's he's got a, quite a history going, actually. He was, uh, I mean, as a kid, he was... Uh, he was involved in a lot of, you know, yeah, yes, a lot of nonsense. Was. He does have some history, which you know we all do. Yes, and we all grow out of it. Yes, you know it doesn't yes. define it doesn't define our lives. That's right. There you go. He's been a productive citizen for the most part, right? There you go. He was. Yeah. A, uh, although one would argue maybe aldermen aren't so productive at all in any regard, or maybe we have too many of them. <laughs> exactly. We got, a, we got a lot of aldermen in this city, and it seems a lot of them wind, mind, you know, wind up getting indicted for various things, usually involving. Their hands in other people's pockets, right? Yeah. So this this is almost refreshing. Smack yeah. the wife around. Huh? At least you're not in federal court. Maybe it's karma. Yeah. Maybe it's you know <laughs> uh, long overdue. Maybe it's although I, I tell you, you better hope he's been good because she'd be talking to the feds. I think she's hot. She's yeah. heated, and he's leaving office. He said he's not running again, right? You know, his dad was involved in some fake ID ring. A he few went to years jail. Back. He yeah, went to yeah. jail. Yes. Goodbye. Adios, daddy. Papa. So he took uh, a vacation. He took a vacation. So I mean, it's uh, yeah. There's a lot swirling around with this family dynamic. <laughs> this, his his tenure in uh in Chicago as an alderman has been kind of uh, you know, it, it's been kind of uh, what would you say? It's been up and down. Up and down. Yeah, it's been up and down. Kind of a exotic. He's a, he's really on the downside right now, though. But now he's going down. But hey, I, I, he seems to be taking it well. Not too bad. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. Well, all right. That's the only alderman that got indicted this or arrested this week. So I guess we're we're way ahead of the game. We we're very early. Fifty one weeks left and <laughs> very early, exactly. Only fifty one fellas. There, there's still time. There's still time, guys. And, and if I had to bet, and I like to bet occasion, I would bet that the G's got a couple guys' names over there on un, un Unindicted at this point, oh, but soon right. will be. Right, maybe their last names start with a B. I'm not going there, okay. All right, but but there's some problems, and uh, and speaking of which, Chicago police detectives are a little overwhelmed. Right, a big article out of the Trib this week. Um, you know, we had that one weekend. How many how, how many shootings? I mean, it was like off the hook. I mean, like you know. It was a terrible week, a terrible August, summer. August, yeah, August, 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 in August. 40 exactly. attacks in August and uh, 13 people dead, 62 wounded, and uh, only only four people have been arrested so far or indicted. Yeah. You know, that's I, that's a really bad number. Uh, the uh, the Trib, it, it talks about, uh, you know, the, uh, the uh, clearance rates, uh, you know, non-fatal shootings uh, during the year as yeah. opposed to, um, you know, throughout and... Uh, Homicide clearance rates throughout the year and, you know, throughout just dismal numbers. Well, listen, it, this has been going on for years and years, okay? I mean, 15 to 7% homicide clearances dropped from 29 to 17. It keeps going. It keeps getting worse. A lot of that is community not cooperating. We're going to talk a little bit more about it when we come back, you know, along with uh, some other fun stuff, uh, police superintendent and ROM and, you know, people who are mad and... You know, 
we got some good stuff coming up in the next uh, segment. We're just going to hit a pause right now. More after the break. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WS AM May 90. Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. Step four. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is the Popo Report. When the pimp's in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Man, the Popo Report is back with the Snoop Loop. Are we cool? We're, we're, we're on. I mean, we're on tonight. <laughs> we got the Snoop listening to the Popo Report. Part of the Popo Nation. He likes it. Absolutely. He thinks it's rocking. We got it all. It's happened. It's happened. The Snoop can't help but love the Popo Report on WLS 890 AM in Chicago. And we, what were we talking about? We we're talking about the bad sow rate and uh, the detectives taking the heat. And let me say this about detectives. My long experience with detectives in Chicago, very good investigators for the most part, historically. Doing some, what you do, you have to work alongside them. You, you, need, yeah, yeah, you need the cooperation. Or, or against them. Or but against, I mean, yeah, I, I have true. seen some great detectives, but I think it all starts at the top. It starts with the supervisors. And when the detectives said it best, listen, they want us to do documentation. They don't want us to solve cases. They don't have the time or the personnel. They're down a couple hundred detectives from what they were a couple years ago. Shootings were way, way up, except this year. But still, you still got that backlog. You know, and you got the community screaming, no justice for my victim, my son, my daughter, my child who got killed. And you got the detectives uh, accumulating massive amounts of overtime trying to resolve things. Not enough detectives. They're way behind on training. They're way behind on training. Problem is, CPD, don't put a lot of big emphasis on training. And guess what you got to do when you're training people? They're not working. They're yeah. sitting in a classroom, man, uh, either here or some other state. Uh, you know, trying to pick it up, trying to get the, the latest and greatest stuff, the most relevant changes in law enforcement. Uh, homicide detectives in Chicago, they don't get to go to training. Do you think technology uh, will, uh, you know, increase technology or an emphasis on technology will make, yeah. a, make a dent? in the, It helps, uh, yeah, sure it helps, man. DNA has re really changed the criminal justice system in the last 20 years. Who saw that one coming? I mean, it's got a lot of people out of prison who shouldn't be there. It's solved a lot of crimes that ordinarily would not get solved. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, most of it is detective driven social media. you got to, you got to sit there and watch yeah, what's going on. Right, you, man. you could, you could stop and prevent a lot of shootings. You're mm -hmm. paying attention to social media in this town. Cause what happens? They get on Facebook or some other outlet and they start bragging about what they're going to do. Yeah. And I know CPD's got, uh, younger guys assigned to monitor social media, right? Identify who's on it, what gangs they belong to, what they're doing, who's mad at whom. And I know that you got a program where they go out and talk to the bad guys. Hey, yeah, we're watching, we're aware. Don't do anything stupid because we'll be back. So uh, a lot of problems in the detective division. Mostly they need more of them. And the last batch that just got promoted were really, they took the test 10 years ago and are now just becoming detectives. It's kind of like when you're... When you initially take that test, you're you're motivated. You're right. You're ready to go. You're ready man. to go, and then yes. you have to if you have to wait, you know, one year as opposed to ten years. I right. mean, your your enthusiasm. You expect to wait a little bit, right? But ten years. But ten years, and your enthusiasm. I mean, it's no longer there. You, you don't hold. have the, you don't have the drive. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's all. And let me tell you, if you're going to be a detective, you have to have drive. You have to want to solve crimes. So you take a guy who's been ticked off sitting on his heels for ten years because uh, in a squad car on the west or south side getting beat on every night. 
He's not too happy when he finally gets there. He's got a little bit of an attitude. It's not even a bump in pay. You just get that overtime. Right. You know you're going to get lots (laughs) of overtime, right? Lots of court time, lots of grand jury time. But 10 years later, you're a different person, man. Right. You know, you're on the downside of that career. You're older. You don't have as much energy. You're more tired. You have more family demands, right? Well said. Exactly. You might be on that second, third divorce. You know, the alcoholism is really kicking in the high gear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the time they promote you, they may want to look at you twice. That is a fact. It's a problem, man. It's a problem, and it's a problem with supervision and administration, not not the guys who are doing the job. Exactly. So let's move on to another. Uh, yes. Actually, uh, let's another, move on. Okay. Another great story involving uh, a local playwright, uh, Janet Edmondson. Uh, she actually did a wonderful thing for the officers of the Fifth uh, District. This is a nice story. This is a good story. We like this story, right? Yeah. The Fifth District lost five officers last year: uh, two Eduardo Marmolejo and Conrad Gary, who were uh, involved in that uh, train incident, right. and uh, two other officers. Uh, they uh, committed suicide. And one officer um, collapsed at the station um, of an apparent heart attack. And you just might as well leave the old purple morning drapes up over that station all year round. It's a tough year in that station, yeah. Oh, it's terrible. And listen, we're all affected when a colleague dies. And when they die tragically, we're like double, triple affected. And they've had had four tragedies. And the guy dropping out of a heart attack, not much we could do about that one. Right. But the other four, preventable deaths. And two of them, very young guys, which will suck the life out of a station. You lose two young, aggressive, well-liked guys. That It's brutal, man. I mean, you know, older cops look at them as sons, right? And it's just, uh, there's nothing worse. But uh, Miss Edmondson, hey, she's a rock star. Exactly. Right? She, 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 uh, let's see, she organized the uh, dinner to help the... Um with the help of her volunteers, the cast of her show, uh, Walk in My Shoes, they served up fried chicken, catfish filet, spaghetti. I mean, it's a wonderful, wonderful gesture. Very selfless, very uh, very thankful uh, gesture on, on, on her behalf and her uh, cast and crew. Well, she's also got a son and a grandson that are on the job, True. too. So she, but, but that's her district. She lives in that district, and uh, it was a great thing to do, a very generous thing to do. I mean, she could have been serving Alpo, frankly. It's the thought. Really? I mean, you know, the, the cops just are they're overwhelmed when somebody does something that nice for them. Especially, because nobody ever does anything that nice for them in the city, right? Especially on the south like, side and west side. Yeah, I mean, they're riding around getting their back windows shot out most of the time. No one's serving them up dinner. Yeah. So, props to her. Very nice of her. It was well uh, well appreciated by the uh, Calumet uh, District Police Officers in the 5th, or, or the, also called the 5th District. Hello. Another restaurant guy goes bad. It's, of course, on <laughs> Restaurant Row and Randolph, yeah, you, of, absolutely. What happened, Luke? There's always something what, what shady going on. What did this guy do? There's always something. Well, he's, uh, you know, he's an absconder. He's uh, a douchebag. Oh. He's, he, oh. So whatever you want to call him. I mean, he's a thief. Restaurant tour. He, he basically he, took. He stole pretty big. Exactly. 300K. 300K. What's the young lad's name? Attila. Attila Gillet. Yeah, Tilla. He absconded to Spain. If you're going to go, not a bad place to go to. He was vacationing. Well, I believe he was vac- vacationing all around. He was in Ecuador, and then he took a 10-day trip to uh, Spain, and that's when the FBI rolled up on him and said, Hey, we he, got you. Hey, he, he brought the wife with him, though, okay? Oh, she's a willing participant. He, he didn't... <laughs> 
He didn't go with the guma. <laughs> he, he, he went with the wife. Yeah, the, the side. Did no side she, action. She didn't get arrested, though, did she? You know what? Not yet. Not yet, yeah. But uh, this this was a hot stuff uh, restaurant, wasn't it? It was a really popular restaurant uh, on uh, Randolph. What was the uh, name in, of it? Embeya. Embeya, which is actually a little one Yeah. in um in Thai. It's uh, named after, that's what the uh, the head chef was named, uh, Little One. Little uh, One? It's childhood name. <laughs> that's a great name, Embeya. They should, they should probably rename it Absconder. <laughs> is that it? Yeah. <laughs> fraudster. Fraudster, It's <laughs> a little yeah. fraudster. Little, yeah, a little, uh, just a little fraud. Well, uh, the G grabbed him. He He's sitting in a jail cell in Spain right now waiting to get extradited back. Well, remember our last story? It was right down the street. It was uh, the sister, right? The sister of one of the owners? Yeah, that was the sister, exactly. Yes, yeah, she, she, she she took a large amount of dough, too, didn't she? She was pocketing some money, exactly. I think she went to seven figures, though. She made this guy look like a rank amateur. And she did not, yeah, she didn't abscond like Europe no, or, she stayed around or South bought, America. She bought some real estate and made some nice investments. She stayed in the Chicagoland area, and then it was easier for the G to catch her. Well, they didn't have to look too far. No, no. Hey, but uh, if you're the G, boss, I'll go to Spain. Everybody's raising their hand in the squad room. I'll go. No, I want to go. I'll go. I'm more senior. I should go. And they were fighting each other to get, get the O'Hare and uh, get on that plane to Spain. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you didn't have <clears throat> to involve the international popo in this Boss, one. boss. We got to do some background for a couple of days before we, we grab this guy, okay? You don't mind, do you? We're going to take a break, okay? We're coming back. Naperville, rest in Oak Brook guy. There you go. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WSAM. We'll see you in a few. Popo Report back. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino. WSAM 890. And hey, you don't have, if you can't listen tonight, you could listen anytime on WSAM.com. Popo Report is there 24-7. You could pick it up at the gym, in your car, in your jammies, at work. Well, you're doing that boring report, right? You can plug it right in. No commercials, no weather, no traffic, just Lupe and Paul waxing eloquently. That's right. Well, at least occasionally waxing. If you don't have that radio in hand, you could go online and then you could, you know, archive right. any of our podcast That's shows. Right. Exactly. It's out there forever, right? Radio Land? It's, it's in the internets. Hey, hey, but we're on WLS, man. This is like the big dog radio station in the United States. This is not... This is not some little farm community, okay? We're blasting 50,000 watts every night here, my friend. At least. That's right. So, Let's go. We, what do we got going on next? Hey, we got well, a little crime and mayhem? Yeah, we got a little crime and mayhem in the western suburbs in Naperville and Oak Brook. Uh, uh, Naperville invading Oak Brook. The Naperville popo took a ride over to Oak Brook. They've got nothing better to do. A little east to them. Yeah, they do a lot of DUIs in Naperville and yes, they do. arrest old people with 60 pounds of pot and screw up the weekend. Yes, okay, screw up the neighborhood, yeah. <laughs> but uh, this is a pretty serious charge. They uh, danced over to Oak Brook, went over there. I wonder if they brought the SWAT team. Do you think SWAT went with them? Uh, unless they were on their lunch break, probably. Well, this is back on December 21st. They arrested a young man on a felony charge of grooming. And grooming, for those you don't know, is some dude who's on the internet talking to somebody underage about potentially having sex with them. And we call this grooming. It's a relatively new charge. Thomas John Viverito, 23, is taken into custody at 8.50 a.m. That, see, that's that's how we do it in the genteel suburbs. Yeah, I mean, there's no 4 a.m. raids with 
flashbangs and the SWAT team kicking down the expensive front door, okay? He's probably eating some pancakes and sipping down a, a Housekeeper nice was probably just putting his breakfast in front of him, right? Yeah, <laughs> sipping down a green a green tea latte and uh and he got Popo a little knock at the door. A little knock at the door. Not a crash. Not a crash. A little no. knock. Might have even got a phone call prior to. Hey, listen, we might show up, so make sure you're Tommy, home. we're out front. We don't want to kick in your mom and dad's, your mom and dad's very expensive front door, so why don't you just... Walt on up here to the front door so we could take you with us to Naperville. Yeah, Will County Jail posting a $100,000 bond. Well, I'll tell you what, it doesn't seem they have too much of a problem posting that hundred k bond, huh? Yeah. Oh, well, he went in, he went out. That's how they roll in Oak Brook. Not a lot of time spent in jail, unless it's a really, really bad crime. Yeah, yeah. This is a bad crime, but it's yeah. not, you know, it's not no bond crime. And, and Luke, what happened on one of my favorite expressways, huh? The Ike. We can't, the Ike, we got a shooting quick on the Ike this year. And it happens quick, exactly. I think we had over 60 last year on the expressways in Chicago shootings, moving targets. This one happened early. And uh, this is a pretty bad shooting. Young guy got shot. Don't know if he was minding his own business, Luke. Investigators are asking uh, anyone with information to call the Popo at 847-294-4400. Yeah, I guess the uh, the passenger uh, came out lucky. Nothing you know, happened to her. 20-year-old woman. She wasn't injured. They shut down that expressway for a few hours. Oh, yeah. Off. Oh, yeah. yeah. You gotta, yeah exactly. You got to get the... Uh... Yeah, but the 17-year-old driving. What's that 17-year-old doing with a 20-year-old? He must have game, huh? Probably. Maybe it was his sister. Probably. <laughs> Stepsister. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. She wasn't injured. But the 17-year-old, he got lit up pretty good. And then, uh-oh. The drive throughs The drive throughs are getting more dangerous than the damn Eisenhower. Yeah, I mean, not only in... Everywhere. Front, everywhere. I mean, yes. especially... I mean, we're, we'll get to Florida, and we'll get to the south, the southeast part of the country, but in ah, Chicago... This was on the south side. South side, Wendy's, Chicago, right? Wendy's. Man 60. Uh, here we go. And a woman 27. My guess is not married, this two. Ah, do you think... These two, I don't think, are married. Was it... Yeah, I'm sure there was... 3.15 a.m. Could have been more of a business transaction taking place. Yeah, there's something... Exactly. you got to scratch the surface on this one, because there's a... You know, there's a lot more going on if you dig deep. And the dude's driving a Saturn. They don't even make Saturns anymore. Hey, man, they last a long time. This story's getting sadder and sadder. It lasts a long time. 60-year-old guy, 27-year-old woman, at Wendy's at 315. Not exactly fine dining. And something happens because two guys get out of an SUV and walk up to the Saturn and start shooting. So she gets lit up, he gets lit up. Uh, she gets it in the abdomen and the legs. Uh, and, everybody uh, got hit in this one. And they, they uh, were not conserving ammunition when they lit them up at close range. Yeah, they're in critical. And no one's in custody. Huh. Shocker. That's a shocker. No one's in custody. Yeah. But hey. Concealed carry guy comes through. Logan Square, yeah, baby. Bucktown area, that's right. Two dudes tried to rob the wrong guy. Bad yeah. things happen to him. You know, exactly. Uh the numbers are gonna fall into play fall in place at some point. You know, you're every, everyone that gets robbed, it's gonna be it's gonna turn out like this. So you better watch out. If you're, bad guys. If you're an outlaw or gangster and you just think you could silly willy rob people on the streets, those days are over with. Yeah. Right? The These two guys had guns. Yeah. They come up with their guns out. And Mr. Concealed Carry was not impressed with this act, okay?
What do you do, Loop? He's like, really? Really? You guys are going to stick me up? Really? <laughs> You're robbing the wrong guy. Oh, bad bad move tonight, boys. You're going to get blasted, and they got blasted. They got blasted. Went to the hospital. They're in stable condition. He maybe he was not a great shot at his point across, though. And, it, and he's not a victim. And he's not a victim, exactly. So, here we uh, go. We got Watch woman. out. Watch we out for your robbers in Logan Square. We got a woman who is a victim, though. Southside Sports Bar. 50-yard sports bar and grill on West 75th and Michigan Avenue. Woman gets into a fight. Two women. Women we know. And listen, when women go bad, they go all the way bad. They don't fool around. I mean, yeah, it's not. It's no longer pulling hairs. You're going to grab. No, 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 man. One victim got stabbed four times with a broken wine glass. And I'm guessing it got broke on her her face. Here's my question. What's a wine glass doing in a sports bar? Well, she drank a little wine, a little, you know, Pinot, Man, a little white no wine, way. a little Pinot. I have a little Pinot with my... Uh, I've never seen a wine glass in a sports bar. Would you order a glass of wine in a sports bar? I generally don't drink wine. That's not going to be an issue. I, mean, I love wine. Unless they're putting tequila in the wine glass for me, then I'll take it that way. I mean, I'm, I'm a wine snob. <laughs> Some even call me a cork dork, but I mean... A not cork in, dork? <laughs> but good. Not, That's but good not, loop. But not in a sports bar. We're going to see Only that. bad things will happen. Fights will break out. Glasses will get broken, and you'll get shanked in the neck, in the leg, well, in the stomach, in the uh, back. The one chick she was fussing with did not play around because she stabbed her four times with that wine glass. Hey, yep. happy ending, no? Happy ending, yeah. Bar security grabbed her, broke up the fight, prevented the other victim from getting killed, and uh, off the jail she went well, when the popo showed up. Even better, the bar security didn't get shot. Yes, by the popo when they came. <laughs> Chicago popo. We're a little bit more astute. We, I mean, yeah, come on. Right. You know. you, not as excitable not as when excitable. you pull up, right? It's just a regular thing. Yes. It's just... just, just somebody might be security in the bar. Perhaps we should not come in guns blazing. Take a deep breath and yes. assess the situation. Yes. Yeah. We're minding our own business. We have to be here. We got called. Yeah. What's going on? She's nice and calm. What's right? going on? Oh, okay. She's bleeding. Let's get her. Get an ambulance. Quick, stat. It's not even out of their mouth. They walk in and they go, hey, 911, send an ambulance to my location, right? On the way. I mean, they're not even doing paperwork. The ambulance is in there hauling her out. Yeah, it's called a dupe. It's called a dupe to EMS. I mean, we have cooled everything. We walked in here and cooled the whole thing. Amen. Security guy didn't get shot. The victim got transported. Treated. And we got no blood on our clothes or hands. Exactly. It's all good. Time to go to lunch. And we got no beef. That's right. No one beefed us. We did what we exactly were supposed to do, right? Time to take a break or go to lunch. That's right. We're going to lunch now, fellas. Okay? We did our felony for tonight. There we go. What's what's the next one coming up? Oh, I don't actually, know if we this... got time, Lupa, uh, but we're going to come back Let's to the wrongful it. conviction corner. We're talking about a wrongful conviction. Yet another one that just never stopped in Chicago. They go on and on. And we got a Michigan Popo police officer. He's got serious, big, big problems. Big issues in Genesee County. Yeah, yeah, I would have to agree with you on that one. Well, I'm uh, glad I'm not him, okay? Yeah. But, but you wouldn't mind being his defense lawyer, because the big number's going to get rolled on him when he walks in the office, or he goes visit him in jail. That's right, Paulie. We're going to take a break then. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WSAM. We'll see you in a few. 
The Popo Report. Paul Cialino is a licensed and board certified private investigator. He's the first and only expert in homicide investigation, hired by 48 Hours and CBS News as an on-air personality. Lupe Aguirre. After completing law school, he became a founder principal of an Illinois family law and real estate firm. He honorably serves the citizens of Chicago as a police officer attorney. Together, they tell the stories of crimes committed in the Chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect. This is the Popo Report. What's up, Popo Nation? We're back. Second hour. We're galloping into this bad boy loop. We're just heating up. WLSAM 890 in Chicago Saturday night. With the honey, right? Driving down LSD, also known as Lakeshore Drive, listening to the Popo Report, laughing, giggling, getting all, you know, froggy over there. We're warming it up for you, boys. Having all sorts of fun. That's right. Just love to listen to Lupe for a few minutes when them girls be just going, all right, all right, enough of the pre- prelim. Let's go. Main event. Let's <laughs> we, hop to it, fellas. We work hard to keep it tight, Paul. That's right, okay? So we got to, this, this is a story. I saw it on TV, on the news. Let me set this up, right? This guy's minding his own business. He's at a local 7-Eleven up on the north side, right? Probably just got off of work. Got off work. He just got off the damn red, green, blue, or brown line, all right? Walks into the 7-Eleven, a lot of people around, buys himself a bag of chips, right? I mean, he's not doing anything wrong. Minding his own business. And some dude, homeless guy... Just sucker punches him, knocks him dead out. I mean, he hits him with a right. The guy was out before he tipped over, right? He winds up laying in the street, and he's out. I mean, he is out, out. Okay, he's gone. And people are, a couple people stop, and a couple more people stop. What do they do? They rifle his pockets. They rob him while he's laying there knocked out. I mean, if everybody remember this happened in 2016 on February 7th, which is actually my birthday. I right. remember this story exactly. And, and, and there's a there's a reason we're doing this story now. It's right? grisly footage. Yes. And what happens? The dude's laying there. He gets robbed by some idiots, and a cab turns the corner and runs the dude over. Bob runs him over. It's not his fault. Not the cab driver's fault. I don't know, man. The guy is laying in this damn street. He's laid out. I, you could say it's dark out, it's nighttime. Yeah. You don't Come expect anyone to be laying out on the curb right you there. You do not expect that to be happening, but man, if he doesn't run him over, the guy's still alive today. Yeah. All right. But he runs him over, he dies. And of course, the guy who hits him there, here's where here's why we're talking about this story. Okay. What happened to him? He only serves five months. He's just released. <laughs> you knock a guy out, he gets robbed, then killed because of something you did, and the dude winds up doing five months. That is a tragic story. Very tragic story. I mean, you could you can make an argument both ways, and I'm sure defense attorneys or I'm sure this was this one was played out. You know, the, the usual the usual story in in, in in Cook County and and nationwide. I mean, there's you know you Listen, this mutt is a fine time felon with 33 arrests by Chicago PD alone. Okay, and so he gets he pleads guilty. This is a deal cut, aggravated battery in a public place, and he gets four years and six months. But, of course, what? It gets reduced. He winds up doing 653 days at the county, all right? And then he spends another 563 with the state facility, and out the front door he goes. He was essentially not responsible for this young man's death, Marquise Gaines. I got to tell you, I'm trying this case. I mean, this guy, 
I want to ring him up. If this I'm is one of these cases where the prosecutors exactly want to light this guy yeah, up, ring guy, him up, and man. put him away. I this mean, this dude is buying a bag of chips. Gets his gets killed for his trouble. This is what make people in the city. This is why people are moving out of this town in record numbers. This is the kind of stuff that drops the quality of life, it, and it's just tragic. There should be full accountability for this guy no, for knocking very, him out on the street. He should know. I mean. It's reasonable to reason, extremely reasonable to assume that if you knock a guy out on the street, something bad's going to happen with cars, taxis, oh, yeah. you know, driving by. <laughs> a tragic story. And, and, and all the victim, around. you know, the, this the, street, the homeless guy is yelling at him and messing with him, and this guy, to his credit, ignores it. He's not. You know what? I'm not engaging this fool. It's late. He's clearly something wrong with him. Drunk, stupid, or crazy. He don't care. He's just trying to get out of there, right? Yeah. He'd been out with his pals, had a good time. I'm sure he's seen this guy before. I mean, he's a, he was a regular in that right, area. Right, He's minding his own business, and, his, yeah. and this dude tees him up, man, for no reason. None. Zero. Yeah. And then, and then the other geniuses, what are they doing? They're robbing him while he's laying there knocked out. It, this is the stuff that makes all of us crazy. Exactly. In any event, a tragedy for everybody concerned, except the guy who actually committed the crime. Uh, he he gets to go out and molest other people and beat them up, and uh, I'm sure the next one's going to be a lot worse. Maybe they get him next time. He doesn't see daylight on the back end. Just be careful out there, folks. Oh, you be careful of what your surroundings loop, right? Yeah. Always, always be looking for trouble because it it can come out of nowhere. This guy never saw it coming. Got to maintain situational awareness. That's right at all times. And uh, we go to Michigan. Want to find our fine neighbor to the north, right? Yeah, we've got a popo behaving Ooh, badly man. up there. Very badly. Genonese Deputy County Sheriff. He got stripped of his badge and he got charged last Friday with first degree criminal sexual assault. Oh, this big one. Kidnapping and misconduct in office. And it all happens because of a shoplifting. At a Walmart. At Walmart. 13 miles north of Flint, Michigan. I mean, what's this guy thinking? Deputies arrested a male suspect and a female suspect. And our hero officer who just got him, ruined his life and his family's life. What's his name? Loop. Uh, Zofchak. Zofchak. He, uh, he offered to stay behind with the female suspect and wait for their vehicle to be impounded while the other deputy took the male suspect to jail. And eh, this is where things go south. You know, it sounds it like chat, it's not a. Right? This wasn't a spur of the moment kind of thing. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my chance. And I, you know, I, maybe he's maybe this has happened before. Maybe he's just never been caught. This is. I mean, well, you've, you've profiled criminals before. You've profiled I, I, people. I'm I mean, gonna does tell this, you right now. Does this sound like a one off one off no, thing? No, no, no. We're gonna other victims are gonna be ringing that doorbell. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is allegedly. This is what occurred allegedly. Mm -hmm. He drives the handcuffed woman. Shoplifting, shoplifter, female shoplifter, to a motel where she had been staying and right. had a room. And there, according to the sheriff, he removed her handcuffs and forced her to perform oral sex on him. Whoops. After throwing her on the bed and groping her, Zofchak ordered the woman not to tell anyone about the assault. Keep. Probably a good idea. That advice did not work, though. And the next day, the victim's sister reported the assault to police. Wow, this dude's got problems. And he's no kid cop. He's been around a while. He's been on the job over 10 years, 11 years, right? Yeah. And his bond set 
at 600,000. That means he needs 60 to walk. <laughs> Most cops don't have 60 grand laying around in the bank. Um, but he's looking at five years minimum. This is where, I mean, this is where the trust is broken. 99.9% of law enforcement police officers are good, hardworking guys. You know, they do their job. They're not going to pull this shot, that's for sure. They're not going to pull this shot or anything no. or anything near this. I mean, this is that point, you know, 0.001% that breaks that trust for everyone. And it makes headline news nationally. Makes internationally, nationally, and, and that's... the Pope Report going to talk about that one. You know that. Oh, we're of gonna, course. We're, oh, we're going to light that one up. Of course. But hey, hey back, back to one of my favorite activities in Chicago. People acting badly on CTA properties. Trains, buses. We don't have planes, do we? CTA doesn't have planes. But they got buses and trains, a whole bunch of them. We're going to have, uh, well, we're going to have tunnels pretty soon from from uh, downtown to uh, I'm guessing, no, they're not going to be able to get into the tunnel. It'll be different. You're you not might gonna, be safe in the tunnel. You're not going to have uh, uh, 50, uh, 50 kids down there uh, causing trouble. Raging havoc in the tunnel, right? Yeah, no. Maybe on a platform to get into the tunnel, they will. Yeah, well, this is a bad weekend for that, right? Or a bad week for that. I don't, this is happening all over. Yeah. And this is this is sort of a problem. Another one of those quality of life things that uh, That's drive right. everybody crazy. We'll get into that, Paul. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WLS AM 890. Indeed. Bad of the bone. The Popo Report is back. NBC Tower overlooking Columbus. Beautiful evening. Saturday night, Chicago. WLS 890 AM. Lupe Aguirre. Paul Cialino. Talking about them teenagers behaving badly down on a train station, water tower place. Uh, where else? We got this problem. And this is not something new. 40, 50 kids, North Riverside Mall, right? Yeah. All happen over the holidays. This is all organized. Uh, you, yeah. they, they get on the, you know, they, on social media. Let's, you know, let's all get together. Let's cause a little crime and mayhem in these public places. Let's go to the mall. And they're on camera. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Everyone's got cameras, right? Yeah. Your little smiley, bright, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed face going to be showed on the news in living color that night, usually, right? Yeah. And what are they doing? Shoplifting, pushing people around, acting a little thuggish and gangstery. Yeah, well, in this specific instance, they were at the uh, State Street Red Line, Chicago and State, and, you know, they they they, 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 they talked, approached some guy, hey, are you... Are you filming? Are you uh, are you taping us? Are you filming us? You know what are you doing? And he's like, no, 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 no. And then they just start wailing on him, him and two others on the CTA platform. Hey, listen, they shut down Water Tower Place the other night. Shut it down. They closed the whole whole facility because these kids are up there acting crazy and they can't control it. The thing is, how do you control that? How do you, oh, you how start, do you not be yeah, a, how do you not you become put about a victim? Fifty popo come in there and start handcuffing people. And well, take yeah, well, them yeah, off absolutely. Jail, right? What about before the popo get there? I right, mean, you, well, if 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 you're found in that unfortunate, uh, <laughs> yes, if, if, if you're, you're caught you're, up in the mob rule, if you're right? the, if you're that victim, you just got to start. You got to just start fighting back and hopefully get some licks in before you get your ass, you know, yeah. your, your your butt beat. Well, this guy got his butt beat, huh? He got whipped on pretty good because he dared uh, tape the uh, activities. You, you got to start defending yourself before bunch, the cavalry right? gets there. Yeah, but a lot of people got injured. Okay, this is a little, this is becoming kind of a big issue in the city. Shopping centers, movie theaters, 
you know, especially shopping centers and, and we, all platforms. We need some some good proactive policing, uh, especially on social media. We, we, we these uh, when they get together, you know, they they get tagged and uh, get some guys out, you know, right at the uh, right at the CTA platform in the entrance or or just all around and just be ready. Can the bicycle police uh, show up at that? They'll show up. They'll ride down the, uh, yeah, the steps. They, get that, wanna, get I, down on the subway. I, yeah. All right, CTA riders. I the Popo report will pay a reward. Okay, for anyone who gives me a video of Popo riding down the steps on his Popo bike, bouncing. I want to see that. What about the horses? What do you get the horses to go down there? That'll be something. Is the horse going to go down them stairs? Why not? I don't think horses do stairs. They don't do stairs? I haven't seen a horse on stairs, have you? I think so. They do flat ovals. They don't do stairs. They do They do rough terrain. They, they do hills. They, they do rocky. You know, it's the same thing. It's just an urban hill. Stairs are just it's just an urban hill. I am pretty sure the, the Chicago Popo's horses do not do stairs. These guys are pretty, these horses are pretty smart, don't they? Or uh, elevators for that matter. <laughs> but... We'll figure that video, too. I've seen him in elevators. That's a negotiated price that I'll pay personally. I don't want to see that. So, everyone, wherever you're at, uh, you know, CTA platforms. Okay, we want to see the horse and the popo coming down the steps on their bicycle. Stay careful, all right, guys? Situational awareness. Hey, we're back out to Oak Brook. Oak Brook's becoming a crime haven, I think. We've done with the, the, the Popo report. Chamber of Commerce is going to love this show. We've done a lot of, done a lot of reports. Well, what's out in Oak Brook? What's the problem? The problem is they have a big, nice mall where a lot of wealthy people do their shopping. And where do thieves go? And scoundrels. Where the money's at. They go where the money is, and that's in Oak Brook. Or Water Tower Place. Not so much North Riverside. <laughs> you get the blue-collar guys out there shopping. They're maxing out their little $1,000 Visa card. But in Oak Brook, there's some pretty nice stores. You drive through that parking lot. It doesn't appear to people Oak Brook are hurting too bad. There's a little, yeah, you got a little carjacking going on. Yeah, carjacking with this guy. One of our Florida peeps, he decided to come where the grass was greener, perhaps. Let me go, let me reverse. I think they, let me reverse vacation up in Chicago this year, our bad guy. (laughs) who's was up at the Florida man. And he's being held on a $500,000 bond. What did he do? Anthony Riola, another, uh, I don't even say his ethnic background, okay, but. It, he's probably related to me in some manner. But Anthony comes up from Florida and gets charged with aggravated vehicular hijacking, armed violence, possession of a stolen motor vehicle, and theft of over $10,000, said state's attorney, Robert Berlin. And I know Bob Berlin. Here, Here's my promise to Anthony. Anthony, you're going to jail, and you're going more for 600 days, my friend, okay? You're going for a while. Well, this guy didn't even have enough self-respect to have a gun with him. He had a knife. Well, give me your gun. Give and, me your and car. Of course, what did he do? He approached a woman in the parking lot, the mall, telling her he had a knife and give me your car. And the woman was smart. What'd she do? She gave him the damn car and left. Well, yeah, it's just it's just a piece of property. I mean, I'm this, thinking Anthony should have took her phone too. That was a mistake. Listen, folks, it's just property. Just um, you know, give it up and walk away, and hopefully that'll that'll be the end of that. And and then he'll be caught later. But, yeah, it's really not worth it at all. It's just property. Well, Riola is in for a long stretch. And uh, that's enough crime in Oak Brook, okay? For they, this week. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna get a complex. 
Opo Report. They're gonna they're gonna be. I don't think they're gonna pipe it through the mall on Saturday night. Now, well, we're going from uh, we're going from Oakbrook back. We're going to Linden, Indiana. Uh, that was a tragedy, right? This guy gets killed by a uh, Illinois or uh, Indiana State Police officer. Yeah, he's uh, apparently um, you know trying to. This is under mind your own business and no good deed goes unpunished. What happened? Um, well, he was. Uh, I don't. I don't know if it's necessarily if it's a case of mind your own business, but uh, I guess uh, he was called. the uh, The victim was called uh, to the scene so we could try and help get that car started. That was uh, off to the side. Who did that car belong to? It was a relative. Yeah, you know, and the guy's name was Wrightsell, and uh, he he went to fix the car, and the car was parked on the side of the road. State police had tagged it earlier as being abandoned or broken down. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Same same patrol officer comes by, and Wrightsell is working on it. Wrightsell, who is familiar with the police, not because he's a bad guy, right? Has concealed carry permit. Exactly. Always carries a weapon, according to his relatives. Described Other, as a nice guy, very friendly with police officers. No background, not a criminal, not not someone who's described that he knows how to handle himself around the police. Yeah, and he does the right thing, right? The Indiana State Police officer pulls up, and the guy goes, hey, I'm a concealed carry holder. Okay, I got a permit. And that's where it kind of goes south. Yeah, the, uh, the the accounts are kind of shaky at that point, you know, what happened afterwards. but yeah, Here's, here's he, what I think happened. I think we had a state trooper who was uh, young and scared. Trigger and, happy. And, and stupid, for lack of a yeah. better term. And he kills this guy. He lights him up for from far as we could tell, no good reason. I mean, hopefully there's uh, body cam footage. We'll get a clearer picture of what happened, and, and hopefully that, uh, that'll that see the light of day. And, I hope uh, so. And, ho- and the family and the community will get some answers. Listen. Because this is a very tragic story. It's it, tragic. It, unnecessary. If you're a concealed carry holder and you carry a weapon, it behooves you to know exactly how to conduct yourself when you come in contact with a police officer. Uh, especially on the road. On the road, the uh, most dangerous thing most police officers, traffic stops. Traffic stops. Domestic violence, traffic stops, all right? And especially on the highway. Right. Cuz troopers are they, they drive alone. You know, it's a li- help, little bit more dangerous. It's a long way away generally, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah, you yes. you're on pins and needles. And you know, you're you expect the worst, hope for the best. And uh in this instance, the uh, the the worst happened. Yeah, Mr. Wrightsell didn't pull a weapon out. Trooper said he noticed a handgun on his waist in a holster. Right, yeah. and from there it just goes horribly wrong. You know, I gave him verbal commands. I mean, right, Wrightsell knows what he's supposed to do, and I'm sure he's complying. And for whatever reason, the trooper shoots him. And there's, I mean, there's some, there's some footage, surveillance footage after the fact, or right as, um, right after the shooting, and hopefully they can glean some, some semblance of evidence from that footage and get some answers, including from the body cam uh, footage, if that Illinois State Trooper has has one. I don't know if Indiana, I don't know if they're mandated to carry body cams. I'm pretty but, sure the state police do. Yeah. Right. And maybe not the smaller towns, but. You know, this guy winds up dead for no good reason. It's tragic. It is really bad. Absolutely. Hopefully, uh, Indiana and uh, and his family will get some answers. Hey, Paul, you know what's up next? Funky crime and punishment time around the nation. So we'll get to that once we come back. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WLS AM.
Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is the Popo Report. All right, Popo Nation, we're back. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, WSAM 890 in Chicago. And our Popo Nation mandate is we do national stories. Are you dating men again? Huh? I am not dating men. Thought about it. (laughs) After a couple divorces, you might think... (laughs) You might think of switching sides after a few alimony and child support payments. Oh, it's a different right, kind right? of mandate. <laughs> okay. But well, we're going it. to San Quentin, one of my favorite prisons of all time. And what happened out there in San Quentin in California, Loop? We got a 21-year-old, uh, his name is Shalom Mendoza. Is he a Muslim Mexican? It sounds know. like it. It sounds like he changed that first name in prison, maybe. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, Shalom uh, was pretty slick. Uh, check it out. He was making a run for the border, but he only made it to Taco Bell. Shalom. Do not stop and arrest. And, and this is what you got to love Shalom. How does he get recognized? <sighs> the biggest tattoo above his left eye. Silly tattoo, away. exactly. Right? Silly tattoos always give it away. That's right. If gangsters, no neck tattoos, face tattoos, forehead tattoos. They are not your friend. Look good in jail. Might be nice yard talk, okay? Yeah. But when you escape and they put your pretty picture on TV about 70,000 times the first 24 hours, Pretty much everybody within a 500 miles is going to know that bad tattoo. Very recognizable. So young Shalom, he decides to do some fine dining wear loop. At one of our favorite spots, Taco Bell. At least it wasn't the drive through though, right? No, it was actually he was dining in. Yeah. He's dining in, man. He's sitting down. Plastic fork, plastic spoon, right? Little little table napkin. Yeah. And the chick he next to him goes, oh, this I recognize that tattoo. This You've clown, been on TV. This clown looks familiar. Let me go call that 911 number, all right? <laughs> Oops. And the popo show up. And Shalom, they go, Shalom, what's your name? What's Shalom say? Some silly like Tom. No, he said, my name's Andrew. There you go. And the popo went, yeah, BS, it's Andrew. Stand up. <laughs> hey, they're like, hey, Andy, you're arrested That's or right. re-arrested. <laughs> he goes, I know your name's not Andrew. Because I saw you on TV and that bad tattoo. That dude's name is Shalom. It's not Andrew. By the way, I mean, San Quentin, it's in uh, it's El Paso Robles County. You ever had some, oh, you don't, you're not a wine guy, but I'm a wine guy <laughs> and I love some wine from Paso Robles. You know, San Quentin takes up a lot of valuable uh, vineyard property, I'm guessing, yeah. okay? A lot of terroir. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> he, he went back to San Quentin, Andrew slash Shalom. Uh, do not pass go. He won't be drinking any do wine. Do not collect the $200. I'm, and I'm guessing he didn't get to finish that super-sized burrito he ordered at Taco Bell. <laughs> All right? Back back to the Huskow for Shalom. Do you think since, since yes, yeah, since San, San Quentin's and Paso Robles, they get some really, really good hooch, really good uh, county uh, inmate yeah, uh, wine? It's kind there. of off the hook over there at San Quentin. I mean, you know, I uh, keep up with the prison news, and I have to tell you, it makes it San Quentin pretty much uh, running the show. Yeah. And have been for generations. Uh, Shalom's, Shalom's probably better off in San Quentin than out of it. You think once he once they get him back in there, well, he's not going back to San Quentin, but wherever he goes, he's no, no longer going to get that outdoor <laughs> detail. He'd be getting that beating he goes back to San Quentin. They better send him somewhere different. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, inmate gets caught. Los Angeles County. Yeah. And he did a little carjacking when he was out, right? Um, yeah. A he, needed, little, he needed a ride. 
a little more crime and mayhem. Exactly, it wouldn't yeah. be it wouldn't be a, a, a respectable escape unless you carjack. You know, you, <laughs> I can tell you, Sh- Shalom is not getting out of jail again. No, no, they're, they're going to video conference him to the uh, courtroom for everything. He's not going to he's not going to see asphalt for many, 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 many more years. But hey, back down to Dallas, another a great town, great city, Dallas. Unless we're assassinating presidents there, but that only happened once in the last 60 years or so. Yeah. But this is pretty bad. This is a Dallas Popo officer. And what does she do, Loop? She comes home one night, goes into the wrong apartment, and lights up an African-American dude. We come to find out later she didn't like because he had been playing his music loud. Good guy, churchgoer, accountant, etc. She basically assassinates him in his own home. And after a long, drawn-out homicide investigation, uh, Dallas and the PD and the prosecutors indicted her for murder. Yeah, last month. Yeah. But here, here's where it gets tricky, okay? Uh, they release data, but they black out everything. I love when government does that. I mean, you make you make a FOIA request. Right. And then you get, you get what you requested, but it's all blacked out. All so, black, right. So what's the point? Oh, well, we gave it to him, Judge. Honest, we we complied with FOIA, but uh, this would harm our investigation if if they were able to read all this. Yeah. I, I, it, it's just not a chance in hell it's going to harm anybody's investigation at this point. They just don't want this stuff coming out to the public. You're a private dick coming into this uh, situation. I've mean, got a lot of what experience you, I mean, with this exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, hey, here's government. I'm going to give you great advice. Okay, be like Florida. Florida has the best. Public Records Act in the country. If a state, county, city, any employee did anything with government money, like get paid, all right, and he produced paper, in Florida, you're going to get that paper without a hassle, right? Sunshine law. Mm -hmm. We're going to show you what we do, how we do it, when we did it, why we did it. The best disinfectant is sunshine, essentially. they don't. You avoid gazillions of dollars in lawsuits from the media and everyone else who wants access to this stuff, and you have much more trust in the community. Even when you screw up, at least you admit you screw up and you gave them the paperwork. Here, I'm, we're not hiding anything. We yeah. screwed up. We're sorry. Mea culpa. Right. We're only human. Right. Screw ups happen all the time. But when you start issuing reports and ninety eight percent of it's blacked out. That's what lights everyone up, man. That's lights my fuse, okay? The cover-up is always worse. You're covering up. You're hiding stuff bad. Don't do it, government, all right? Once the investigation's over with, as this one clearly is, part with the paperwork. Let's see what you did. This was pretty shameful. No one's going to be mad at you. Apart from, you know, uh, just who the, uh, who the, uh, who's involved in the incident, uh, it just said that there were strangers. I mean, that's it. That's this is silliness and it's it's very non-productive. But moving on, all right. Better call Peter for this one. For you, uh, it was <laughs> call Peter. You call Peter. What's the hotline to Peter Loop? Do we have that? We have that at our fingertips. We'll get that. We'll get that on the next show. You know what? I don't care about Peter. Right. But they're going to be mad about this. Everyone, everyone should be mad about this. This guy's a scoundrel. He killed a mountain lion. Mountain lions are dangerous animals. In Colorado, I might add. Unless you need to feed your family and you need that mountain lion meat, there's no reason for you to be out there killing mountain lions. 
I'm just, I'm sorry. Yeah. There's absolutely no reason. Well, as, Let usu- them be. as usual with these crimes, he was doing a little bit more than killing mountain lions, wasn't he? Yeah, he was uh, the whole big enterprise. Yes, yes, he's running an illegal guide service to kill big game. Andrew Pashley. Andrew, you got to have a license for that stuff. You just can't go out there, take people's money, take them out hunting, killing mountain lions. Right? He got caught. Well, this guy was illegal even... possession of a mountain lion. I, there is such a crime in Jefferson County, Colorado. <laughs> this guy was not being a hunter; he was being a poacher. And you know how what we say? He's purveying a... some meat and wildlife. Guy was a poacher, poaching bad, hunting good. Yeah, it is bad. Okay, very bad. And uh, some hunter kills a mountain lion. He brings him in for inspection. The officials who are inspecting going. Where'd you kill that lion at? <laughs> and the story starts falling apart pretty fast. And I can tell you one, my uh, long experience with game wardens, usually pretty smart guys. Anything to do with fishing, hunting, them game wardens, man, they're up on all of it. And and they can smell BS quicker than you can imagine. Yeah, well, this guy had to forfeit all his money. <laughs> and a truck, hunting equipment from his illegal acts. You know, it's pretty bad. Luke. We're gonna have to take a break. We're gonna come back and talk about them, the dreaded Chinese, and what they're doing to animals. And I'm, I might call Peter myself on this one. This is another another story involving animals. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WSAM eight ninety. Ah, we're back. Popo Report. Paul Cialino, Lupe Aguirre on WLS 890 AM in Chicago, Saturday night. We're winding down, Lupe. It's happy ending time. All right? We'll get there, yeah, eventually. Time for them clothes to come off now. So you can have real fun when we get off the show, when the Popo Nation quiets for the evening. But, hey, you had so much fun listening. All you got to do is go to WSAM.com, and you could listen to it again. Right at your leisure. That's right. Right, you could, you could, you can't skip around, but you could listen to the good parts over and over again. Yeah, right, absolutely. I mean, that's a good deal. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, it's free. It's the best deal in town. It costs you nothing. All right, this is free. Go down to Starbucks, steal their Wi-Fi signal, okay, or Dunkin' Donuts, or anyone else that might got a Wi-Fi signal running loose in the city and get hacked. <laughs> that's right. And, and listen to the Popo report. But Peta, we need you. So, Lupe, well, I never thought those words would escape my lips, well, but man, I watched, <laughs> I watched a donkey get fed the tigers, and it does not happen in South Africa or India. You think you think that in China they have a, a big regard for PETA? I can tell you something. China don't eat anything that crawls, flies, or walks. Okay. Apart from that, I mean, yeah, they did feed. But this this, this was nothing to do with eating. All no. right. Or feed your family. Disgruntled employees at a zoo who had been getting their paycheck too regularly. The zoo had a mascot. It was this cute little donkey. Okay? Now, donkeys generally are not cute or little, but this one was cute and little. Are you kidding me? All donkeys are cute. And friendly. Donkey will kick your brains out if you turn your back on them, okay? Uh, they're, they're work animals. And bite you. They're the best. It will bite you and it will hurt. But this donkey... Played with the kids, was gentle, was nice. So, so the the employees get together because they're PO'd at their bosses, right? And they grab the donkey and they toss him off the side of a hill 
into the tiger pit. Yeah. The tigers have a little man-made lake there, right, that they, you know, they lay around and sun themselves on. This is all caught on camera. It's all on camera, man. Every, you know, Chinese, they got video cameras on every finger. And this donkey gets pushed off into the water. Bad enough. It gets into the water. He looks okay. He's swimming. He's not sinking. <laughs> Big old 600-pound tiger goes, oh, a gift from heaven. Literally. This, this looks like a lot of fun. Hey, everyone, come and join, right? So the tiger jumps on the donkey in the water yeah. and starts gnawing on his neck. It's, and it's what tigers do, Paul. This you is know? what tigers do. You present them with a meal, especially one that's about 1,000 pounds, right? Especially when you're on the top of the food chain, exactly. Yeah, you're at the top of the food chain, and this meal falls into your lap. You're going to do what comes naturally. Unfortunately, all these kids and parents and everybody who's at the zoo that day it's to watch the slaughter of the donkey, but it's brutal. Don't let the kids watch it. This was bad. I mean, you know, I'm sure in China this isn't a $5 fine, okay? Yeah. I mean, they eat dogs and cats over there, and they do it gleefully. I've seen it on PBS, okay? But the donkey, man, that was brutal, bro. It was tough to watch. Do you think this yeah, disgruntled employee will uh, get any charges filed? I don't know what's going to happen. But that, that was like a crime against, you know, the animal kingdom. It was pretty bad. Against everything, exactly. Yes, everything that's good. Well, go to a, a better happy ending story. Kid steals a Volvo out of a dealership in Norway. We're, we're staying international. Yeah, we're, we staying are, in, we're staying we're going international. from China, then we're, we're going, going to, to Norway. Europe. We're yes, going to we're Norway. Northern Europe now, okay? I hope I'm correct that Norway is in Northern Europe. Over by there. I've, over Just, by there. I, I've actually been to Norway, but it's been a long time. But anyways, they're pretty nice in Norway. <laughs> they're not a lot of gun arrests, and they don't have 500 homicides uh, in 100 years. But hey, it would be Carthys. If you're going to steal a car... <laughs> you might not want to do it in Norway, all right? And you yeah. might want to know, know how to get out of yeah. the car. Yes, because what happened was this 17-year-old kid steals a car from a dealership. And then, of course, it's a Volvo made in Norway. The safest car around. Very safe car. And he gets away from the police. But what happens? Uh, as with most modern cars, there's the GPS and OnStar and a whole bunch of stuff that can track your vehicle, right? So, And it can also do something, having just purchased a new vehicle. It's called disabling the car. <laughs> OnStar can lock you in that car and turn it off. And you're not getting out. You're not getting out unless, unless you bust you the bust. windows out and you come out of there, okay? Yeah. And then they tell the popo where you are at exactly, except this kid. OnStar didn't have to make that call because the kid's sitting in the car, and like most 17-year-olds, they got pretty bored sitting in a stolen car not moving. What do you do? Let me call a popo. They can extract me out of here because, you know, I'm very comfortable with the popo because I deal with the popo all the time. So, he, you know, that's what he did. He called the popo. That's what dummies do. And they come and got him and took him to jail. Yeah, you know, I think charges are pending. <laughs> yeah, charges are pending. <laughs> There's really not much going to, you know, come out of this. They're just going to take him home. Hey, guys, you know. It's, uh, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. We got the car. We got the car thief. The score one for the Norway... National Police. Well, we're going back, back, back down to the, back to the states. Go to the, the Keys, pond. my friend. Florida Keys. We love the Keys, don't we, Luke? It's nice and warm down there. Yeah, it's always warm in the Keys. Easy living. Most southern place in the country. Yeah. Eighty miles from Cuba. Right. What ha What happened in the Keys? Okay. This is not good. Not a happy ending for this guy.
Not at all. Let's see. We got Charles Albert Garcia. Yeah, he had a little what, encounter with one of your uh, people, bro. What happened to Charles? <laughs> well, apparently, <laughs> Charles, uh, he was speeding. He got stopped. And, um, you know, he didn't want he didn't want the Popal rifling through his vehicle. So he quickly locked the car and <laughs> threw his keys inside, you know, <laughs> hoping like, that that would be the end of that. Dude, my car is locked. You can't search it. I'm not giving permission. Yeah. What are the Popo going to do in that case, Lou? They're just going to, you know, arrest you, impound the car, and search it uh, later. Criminals and gangsters. Here, here's a clue. Do not tell the Popo they're not searching your car. And, by the way, I locked my keys in it on purpose. All right? You do it right in front of them. Because, well, he had, he had reason to worry, right? Mr. Garcia had small amounts of, listen to this one. This is a laundry list of fun drugs. Cocaine. Heroin methamphetamine, amphetamine, marijuana. Didn't have a nice car, Lexus. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but he decided, uh, you know, he was going to get high on a little bit of everything, except he got interrupted with the traffic stop. And these were all gifts, actually. He's like, don't, you They're know. They're all gifts. They're Here all we gifts. go with the drug gifts again, okay? They're all gifts. The old couple with 60 pounds of marijuana, right? It tis the season, exactly. <laughs> when did drugs become such a big gift? They've always been gifts. Really? Did you know that? No, I've never gotten any heroin for Christmas or my birthday. <laughs> all right, you're or so, cocaine. You're so unlucky. I guess. I guess you could. You know, cocaine. You're at a party, and you don't have says, the right friends, Paul. That, you don't have that, the right friends. My friends are uh, very boring. Uh, obviously, and, and, and old. Okay. Obviously. All right. So uh, this I'm guy's no gifts, uh, no gifts for me like that. Okay. So this guy's in custody. Nobody was injured. Let's let's go to Waukesha, Wisconsin. I bet there's a broken window involved, though. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. A little, and little the Lexus. Car, all right. Car damage. What's going on in Waukesha, Wisconsin? Oh, what happened in Wisconsin? Well, we got a guy who uh, had a lot of fun New Year's Eve, heavily intoxicated. He's looking for his house, and you know, uh, apparently in Waukesha, Wisconsin, they leave their side doors open. So this guy wanders in. Not much happening up there. He falls asleep. Next to a huge 150-pound Mastiff. Benton. Benton the Mastiff. I guess he was the nicest dog around. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, come and sleep with me. Let's, yeah. let's have some fun. My experience with Mastiffs, they will eat your face if you come into their house and they don't know you. Well, right? not, not this one. They were very friendly Mastiff. Benton apparently wanted to cuddle. Yeah. So, so he was, uh, the, the, the homeowner woke up. Oh, my God, what's going on? Police, got, police were called. But you know what? All's good. No charges were filed. But it's a happy know, ending just for everybody. Be, be the young care. man was cooperative. He was nice. Exactly. The homeowner didn't overreact and drill him, you know, with a 12-gauge with his duck gun. Benton, Benton had a pal lay out with him, keep him warm all night. That's a happy ending. That's a win-win. This is actually the happy ending, exactly. That's win-win right. for everybody. For Benton the dog? The, uh, the, the wood, offender? The offender. Yes, the popo. The Popo, everyone. The owner of the house. There, there you go. And you know what? You made the Popo report. Hey, guys. It's been fun. Paul, you're the best. Oh, you're the best, my friend. Well, you've been listening to the Popo report on WSAM 890. We'll see you next week.